Hello, this is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment and I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined today by Cathy Brooke of The Crafted Voice. Welcome to our channel, Cathy. Hello, thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Now you've got a really interesting portfolio of, of career. So for those of you who aren't yet aware of who you are, would you like to give us a brief overview of who you are and what you do, please? Yep, so my name's Cathy, I'm based up in Manchester and I'm a voice presentation and communications coach. So I work with everyone from actors and professional singers on vocal rehabilitation and projection, right the way through to businessmen, women, corporate, absolutely everything in that, in that sector on presenting and pitching, as well as communications within businesses. So consultations, one-to-ones, meetings, all your communication needs basically. Wow, that sounds really interesting and I can't wait for us to find out more about that. So can you just give us an overview of how you've actually become a presentation coach? What's been the, the route to this? Yeah, so it's a little bit of an odd one. So I started out in theatre. So I was a professional singer. I went on tour, toured the world in musicals and shows and things like that. Lots of leotards and high kicks. And... It got to a point where, well, I got to about mid-twenties, late-twenties, and putting tights on at seven o'clock at night and putting a face of makeup on, it just, it just wasn't about that on a Monday night anymore. Friday night, not a problem. Monday night, not for me. Um, so I moved back up to Manchester, and I set up my vocal coaching business, so singing and or speech work for singers and performers and actors. And that was going great. I've been, always been into the rehabilitation and voice work. Fascinates me. And then I had a bit of a situation where I lost my voice. And we're not talking a bit of like a hoarse voice. We're talking eight, nine months, couldn't speak. Uh, I'd wake up one morning, I'd be like this. And the next morning I'd wake up and I'd be like Barry White, dead interesting. Um, completely gone. So bearing in mind, my job at the time was I was gigging and doing weddings during the weekends. And during the week I was doing one-to-one -one coaching and little gigs around Manchester. So... And I'm absolutely obsessed with vocal rehabilitation and the science behind it. So I felt like such a fraud and a hypocrite because I'm sat there saying, I know all about the voice, but I don't really know what's going on. Absolutely mad. So then it took about a couple of months to get to, everyone was passing it off as, oh, laryngitis, or cold, stress, all of these things. Um, and it took a few months and I went to the voice clinic at Withenshaw Hospital and I had all the cameras down and I was waiting the news of, you know, it's not good. You've got a a nodule, a hemorrhage on your vocal cord, something like that. At least that was quantifiable and I could go, brilliant, right, what's the rehab process? Let's, let's crack on. And I had these cameras down and they looked at me and they just said, there's nothing wrong. There's visually, there's nothing wrong with your voice. And I'm sat there going, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was it. So then I met, oh, and then I met a gentleman through the voice clinic called Paul McKenna, not the Paul McKenna, but in my eyes, just as good. Um, and he does NLP coaching through Withenshaw Voice Clinic. And I worked with him on basically the mentality of it. So I was, it was coming from stress. It was coming from, I was in a situation in a relationship at the time where we just weren't right for each other. Nothing remotely bad, we just weren't right. And I didn't express how I felt and I was keeping it basically locked in. Uh, and that over time, and obviously it triggers things from when you're younger, but it doesn't have to be anything major. I've had a pretty, pretty cracking life to be honest all the way up um, but it had triggered something and it basically harnessed in my voice mm -hmm. so we spent uh, got a couple of months doing NLP sessions and that was it and then I came back to complete neutral voice normal voice and after, 
and it was better than ever. Like my singing voice went through the roof, which was really annoying because I'd just left all the musicals. And I was thinking, well, do you know what? If I'd have gone back with this, I'd have been all right. Um, and then that was it. And then I started working with my clients and I started to see little things with my clients on where I would have thought that was a singing technique that we need to fix. Maybe it's not, maybe it's a limiting belief. Maybe it's a, something, there's a tension there that you just can't get through. Mm-hmm. Like being at the gym and someone giving you a, a weight to, to squat or whatever and your head's thinking, I can't do it, I can't do it. Your body might be completely capable, but you won't do it because your head has just said, that's it, job, job done, we're not doing it. And I started seeing that with my singers. So I then went into study NLP. So I came qualified as a practitioner in NLP to work all through that, work, did qualifications in coaching, more rehab on the voice. And then I started working with businessmen and women. And they were talking about their voices, pitching, presenting, how they can communicate effectively, how they can appeal to the audience, how they can get more sales. And using the NLP techniques, which we obviously will have an answer about, as well as the vocal techniques, so being able to pitch calmly, correctly, sounding authentic and honest, which are just huge, huge traits. I merged the two sides, so all my voice work, with the, with the mental rehab work that I'd done. And that's, that's how I got to where I am now. So I can go in and work with a singer who might be just come out of Phantom of the Opera with a, with a voice problem, or I'll work with a, a recruitment company actually at the moment and working with looking at their communication and how to get the best out of their staff, how to make sure that in, their staff are progressing, driven, determined. So we work at that coaching aspect as well. So that's yeah long long story but it's a bit different so this is why we set up this channel because the way that your life has almost created this blend and this testimony now that you can then go to clients and talk about what you just I didn't know that and I'm so glad that you told me that we started recording because you can see in my face I was like oh my god that's like you know you've you've cut off the the main source of what you do and what you're brilliant at so you've actually walked and talked through the techniques that you can then impart and, and give value to it's the, I think that's the best kind of testimony for anybody in that sort of level of endorsement and yeah I think that NLP is something that will be familiar with a lot, a lot of our audience but just so to I mean obviously try and de-jargon it as much as possible what exactly yeah. is NLP and then how how does that work in terms of maximizing the opportunities for whoever your customer might be so the way I use it with my work is there's several ways. So um, a lot of people use it for emotional therapies, things like that. It's just, it's, it's another therapy format. Okay. For me personally, it's more pragmatic. Now this might be my take on it, but it's more forward thinking. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming or neuro-linguistic um, practice. And this is about how looking at how we learn and how we remember a situation. So for example, if you've got a trauma in the past, so we're talking something, and this is where it links into what I do. It could be something minor. So in year three, you might have got up on stage and someone might have told you to be quiet. It might be something as minor as that. And it, you, that, at the time, it might have no, no effect on you. But ingrained in there now, every time you put yourself in that exposing position, you've got that, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Or it could come back down to, and you see a lot, unfortunately, you know, not not fantastic childhoods. So children that have not been neglected in the sense that you think of neglect, but almost not not being allowed to speak. Or they've had a sibling, which has been a very high performing sibling, which is very, very common. And they felt or they've made themselves feel not as good or not as... Yeah. successful so when they come to pitch that imposter syndrome comes up and it's all right doing all of this public speaking or oh, breathe and visualization 
it's fine but unless you're dealing with how you relearn the roots and that's where nlp comes in so there's there's an aspect of nlp called timeline therapy and you go back and you look at the i don't want to say an issue but the thing that's causing maybe a trigger or a memory that's warped in a certain way and you look at how in your adult brain knowing the knowledge that you know you'd relearn that situation and how you can take that forward and take those learnings forward into life so that when you come across that in real life now it doesn't have the same effect also things like how nlp how we communicate with people so picking up on social verbal non-verbal kinesthetic audio cues to get the best out of a relationship so it can help people who maybe struggle socially as well or if you've got 30 seconds to wow someone with a pitch or with a presentation and you need to get that rapport we look at how we build rapport we look at how we can take parts of our personality and and oh i might feel a little bit this but i'm also a little bit this right well how can we integrate that to get the best best of both worlds and, and create a, a solid working structure exactly. so that's that's how i how i use the nlp techniques in my work and do you think that are you a certain type of person that will benefit from nlp or could anybody benefit from nlp i.e if you're somebody that would be almost in denial that there isn't, I don't like to use the word issue either, but something has happened and it's infiltrated and then impregnated the brain. And that's just the way that they're now conditioned. And, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but actually is there a certain type of person that would benefit from NLP more over than someone else? It's, I think it's the same with any therapies as such. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not qualified in other, in other schools of, of anything like that. So mm -hmm. I, I don't want to put no. that out there. Um, but I believe, and this is, this is why I ended up doing NLP, because Paul, who worked on me, said to me straight away, the reason it works so well with you is because I went in with that attitude of, sod it, let's just go, you yeah. know, and he said to me, oh, are you happy to do this? I was like, look, right now, let's just, if you tell me, yeah, if you tell me to dress as a chicken and stand on one leg, <laughs> making noises, I'm going to do it if it's going to, if there's a chance it'll help. And I do think with a lot of my clients that I see, just that willingness, you don't even have to know there's a, a trauma so for example when i went i didn't know there was i, I was having a lovely time I, there wasn't really a, i wasn't in a great relationship but it wasn't a problem it was just coming to the end and i didn't realize that all these things in my childhood had been re-triggered so i was not aware so i don't think you have to go in knowing the problem i think it's just a willingness if you're going to get anything out of any form of therapy but especially with NLP, going with an open mind and a very much a, an explorative attitude. Well, it's, it's people that are pre prepared to self-develop and you never yeah. start learning about yourself. And it, it's really interesting, yeah. isn't it, that you can, you've pro loads of people have probably got some real emotional constipation. Sorry, that's a really horrible word to use, but it's true. Where yeah. you, just, you, you just think, oh, I'm leaving, you know, I'm going to put it in an envelope and post it and it's all gone. But actually, like you say, if the tiniest seed will manifest into this huge oak tree, and that's yeah. what creates further anxiety and stress. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with NLP. And for years, people have often said, you should go and study it. And I really should, because I've got a very yeah. learning style. And, you know, I'm, I'm clearly, um, I know I'm quite rare when it comes to presenting and pitching, but there are other things that make me feel quite anxious and stressed. Yeah. So I think it's, a, it's, it's very, very interesting. So obviously, you've talked that you are working with a recruitment company at the moment. So how do you yeah. think, from, from what we do, it, they, they would benefit from using NLP. So interestingly, some of the the clients that benefit from the most come with me with a complete open mind of, 
I've just come because I've been given a bit of budget and I want to try something. Love it. So they, they, they've got no, they're not coming for a reason. Um, so for example, with the recruitment company, I have them, I have a few clients that I see individually and they might come with me with, uh, I'm just a little bit, I feel a bit stale. Cool. Let's go unpicking. Let's see what you want, what really motivates you, what drives you. How do your communications work? Who do you communicate with? How could that be made better? A lot of it is also looking back and again, looking at recruitment, looking back to a time when things were brilliant. Obviously, I know the COVID thing is, COVID sadly thing is it, but the COVID situation has thrown some spanners in. But it's about being able to look back to a time when things worked well, maybe pre, you know, pre-COVID, when things were really great, when you felt fired up. So in, in the recruitment agency, when things are firing around, what was different then to now? Okay. So again, the, the crassest example I could give you would be, you might have someone who's not, not overly happy in their role at the moment, or they're not getting the leads, or they're not getting that communication in, in, in the recruitment industry that they'd want. Right, well, what's different? Okay, well, before I was working in the office and there was a big vibe and there was a lot of pushing and this, okay, well, and, and you, that might not be an option now, even, even remote working or um, co-working spaces, that might not be an option for certain people if, if there's health conditions or, or business wise. Okay. So what aspects of that was that you enjoyed? Well, I guess it was the communication with people, right? Okay, so let's look at that. What other aspects did you enjoy? Oh, well, at lunchtime we did this or, and it just kept everything fresh. Cool. So how can we tailor that to suit modern day? Does it mean instead of emails, maybe it's a five minute check-in, even if it is another Zoom call or, or a FaceTime with, with, you know, with, the, with this group or you all have a lunch break where you all have lunch? Mm. Or if, if, if you are local, can you meet up for a walk at lunchtime? And, just try and develop what so was working down into the granular that's what you're yeah. doing that's really and build it back up for now for 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 the for the world we're living in now yeah. uh, and you found that some of some of my guys have just gone through the roof i've recently i've been speaking with some people that were really struggling mm. uh, and i ask for daily check-ins and the check-ins i'm getting is oh, i've placed this again i'm not a recruiter i know very little other than what my clients tell me about recruitment, but the, I've placed this, I've got calls booked in with these people I've got, and I'm, I'm guessing that's great. So they, they seem happy. So it's just looking, it's looking at how that works and just getting them all fired up again. Oh, that sounds amazing. And I'm guessing just from your natural energy, you're going to get a lot of recruiters clicking through to your profile here, Kathy, because you're just, <laughs> just absolutely infectious with it. So in, in terms of top tips, because I always like to finish on top tips, you talked yep. about authenticity um, earlier on, and um, oh, that might be when we were speaking off camera, but I think that's really important. And that's one of the things that key recruitment's really proud of, that is about being authentic and about having this, yeah. you know, um, sort of honesty and vulnerability um i think that's that's becoming quite a prominent thing of of, of post-covid life of our new normal whatever yeah. that looks like. so what what would your top tips be for our followers who are mainly recruiters to ensure that they have the right voice and communication style for their audience and i realize that's quite a generic question so i do take that on. um well no it's a great one because a lot of people wouldn't use it so when you're trying to communicate with someone it's less about you and more about the other person. So for example, if you're trying to pitch someone or some trying to build rapport with someone, the clues to everything you're going to need is in the language. So if you're speaking with someone and they use language such as, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, it looks like, um, I've just got this vision that they're working on a very visual okay. uh, frame of the world. Now, if you met that with, oh yeah, it just feels a bit, and I'm just getting this sense of, 
they've given you a lot of visual words you're using a lot of feeling and what we call kinesthetic words so you're gonna you're not you're not getting that kind of wavelength so to, to make sure that you're getting onto someone's wavelength as quick as possible if they're saying to you look we're looking for someone who's like this um i imagine they'll do this it would feel a bit like this um, we're looking for someone who's got a sense of okay that all those they're very feel sense words so if you met them with those words so oh it sounds like you're look, you're looking for someone that's really in touch with or got a really good um, feel of the world or grasp on this a more physical words then you're on each other's wavelength yeah so again the clues are in the words you're mirroring what they're saying aren't you is matching and mirroring so you're looking at the words they're after and then exactly what you said especially on things like uh zoom skype or even in even in real life as if that was a thing anymore and um, mirroring so if their body language is quite small and quite reserved and they're a little bit slower when they speak bring yourself down or up depending on where you're at bring yourself to that level so that person's going to feel comfortable right. any form of relationship uh, rec to rec any form of any form of business relationship mm -hmm. is about vulnerability in, and getting to know somebody and we we like people that we get on with and that's how it works we work with people we like so if you can come down to their level for example if we'd have come on this call and you were a lower energy person you spoke a bit softer and a bit more slowly i'd tailor how i speak to suit that but as it happens I think it's an old thing. We're both kind of like, ah, so it kind of works really naturally for me. But I get, I get clients in who are more softly spoken, they're more relaxed. They, they speak at a, a softer tone, a softer tempo. And you want to match that and mirror that so it feels very um, integrated. Yeah. So that would be the best tip without knowing the industry too well. Yeah, no, it's, that is absolutely brilliant. And you know, that's just a lesson for life, isn't it? Make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Don't make people feel that they're not adequate enough. Yeah. So I think that's really good. Have you got any other final tips? It's more about just being yourself. And when it comes to voice work and vocal work, breathe. And I know this is a given. It's such a given. But from the science side of things, if you're not taking these lower belly breaths, you, there's a ring of muscle here. I won't go into it. It's, it's for another day. Uh, that'll become tighter. Now, if that ring is kind of the same as if you're watching a film and you want to cry and you kind of hold it back and you get that lump in your throat. A lot of people get that before pitching, presenting, or doing big meetings. Now that comes from uh, it's an emotional response. So if you can get that nice low breath coming through the body, the vocal folds act really, really well. A, a vocal fold is basically like a reed. So if you're playing a flute or a recorder, as I'm sure we all played the recorder at school, Jesus wept. Um, if you're playing the recorder, you, if you're going to get a sound out, you're constantly blowing. That's how it works. If you stop blowing, you're not going to get a sound out. So when you're speaking, if you want your natural tone without any tension, without any inhibition or restriction, breathe out when you speak. It might feel and it might sound a little bit lower than what you used to. Because a lot of us have got this, right, okay, now I'm speaking, I'm presenting. Everything gets a little bit tight and a little bit heightened. That's why you get knackered after because you're in a really weird position and I'm not breathing. By breathing out and letting the, the air hit the vocal fold vibrate to its natural frequency, you'll get a lovely, open, honest and rich tone. And it's, it's, it's priceless, really, because you can tell that with someone straight away if they're, if they're relaxed. Oh, I love that. And that's, I, I know exactly what you mean when I've done anything in public speaking. For the first few minutes, I know exactly where you're at. You can just feel your heart pounding and you, 
and before you know it, you're, you're almost meditating and just thinking, yeah, breathe in through the nose and breathe out through the mouth. Yeah. And, and getting it right down in your stride. I love that. You have been, I mean, we could talk all day. I think we've <laughs> been absolutely valuable to everybody that's watching this recruiter or not so thank you so much for joining us absolute pleasure thank you for having me you're very welcome and thank you so much Kathy really appreciate it all right <laughs>